Rob Bro. He's your sports bro at KKAM.com and the Talk 1340 Welcome in. I am the host. You are the co-host. 806-855-3712 is the text line. It's Overreaction Monday. Send me all your overreactions today via the text line. 806-855-3712. Tell me how much you hate Cliff Kingsbury. How much you hate that he always fails upwards. How much you hate that he's made millions of dollars accepting jobs that he was offered because somebody out there thinks he's a good offensive mind. Uh, tell me more about how you hate that he's uh, been successful from Texas Tech. Tell me more about how you think Cliff Kingsbury should never get another head coaching job. He doesn't deserve one. He's a bum. Tell me more and more and more how much you dislike the success that Cliff Kingsbury has had and that he's a millionaire now and you're not and you could do better. Tell me more about that. Uh, off the text line, the game at OU should have proven to all the Mamby Pamby whiners why some people were getting game minutes and some weren't. When was the last time you saw as many defensive breakdowns as you did Saturday night? Not at Texas Tech. Uh, and the guy calling the game, it's also his first Texas Tech game to watch this year because he said, oh, man. How many times have you seen, when's the last time you saw Texas Tech get a skip pass like that? And hey, when's the last time you saw Texas Tech deal with this many open shooters? Uh, buddy, Tuesday. We saw it Tuesday. Then we saw it the Saturday before. I, <laughs> I mean, this is, uh, uh, Tariq Owens isn't walking through that door. Right? Bryson Williams, offensively, Mr. Buy a Bucket's not walking through that door. And this weekend and on Tuesday, Pop Isaacs and Daniel Bacho aren't walking through the door. At some point, you got to figure out how to win with the players on the floor, and you could not do that Saturday in another tough end-of-game scenario, which is becoming synonymous with Texas Tech basketball. Coach Adams and the team don't owe me one stinking thing. This is from the text line. They don't know the, the texter one stinking thing. But the texter really wants to know who is actually running the offense. It's a good question. This off the text line, but we had to watch Tech on ESPN News. Yeah, I think that's from the bowl game. 
Uh, fairly incredible what ESPN does with the national championship game broadcast. Uh, they did it with the playoff games as well. A really diverse set of options. I love that this is offered. And I understand why it's not offered in every game that ESPN airs. But I would like to have the All-22 version of the ESPN Game of the Week. And if that's the Big 12 moving forward, uh, or the SEC moving forward, I think there should be multiple options in that game every week. That 7 o'clock ESPN game, Game of the Week. Or if it's the ACC, whatever it is, whatever game Kirk Herbstreet is calling, they should have some of these robust features that they pull out for the national championship game. Now, you don't have to have Pat McAfee and the Stooges out there talking about the game live. No, you don't have to have that. You don't have to have the coaches table, which I don't think they have this year anyways. But the Skycam, the radio broadcasts, the the all 22 you could have four or five broadcasts for the ESPN game of the week and i think that would be a really robust feature that they could add now i believe the texas tech football booth airs their calls uh, on facebook or something it's just a shot in the booth Uh, but I, I believe tonight on ESPN they are simulcasting the TCU radio guys and they're going to sync it up with the game. Hopefully. Now, it's going to be a little awkward if you didn't know. Uh, radio guys lie to you. And sometimes we, they call plays uh, full seconds after they happen just to catch up in your brain a little bit. Or they say something completely wrong, but paint a good picture, and you'll never know because you're not watching, but today you might be watching. So it a little it is a little awkward for the uh, the TV broadcast, uh, but the radio broadcast might actually just be uh, shot in the booth. And if that's the case, eh, I think the Oklahoma games are have the broadcast of uh, Toby Rowland or whoever it is uh, in the booth. And that's an ESPN Plus feature because Oklahoma still gets preferential treatment to anyone else. Uh, this off the text line, Big 12 Men's Basketball Conference games on ESPN Plus is bullcrap. ESPN has plenty of channels to where Tech and OU could have been on ESPN 2, which was airing a repeat of Michael Jordan's The Last Dance. Yeah, I've got some beef to pick with uh, ESPN on this weekend's broadcast. And it's not just Texas Tech. The Big 12 is the preeminent conference in basketball. And that's not just Big 12 people talking nationally. It is respected in that way. The remaining strength of schedule says the Big 12 is the best conference in the world. If you add up any kind of numbers from Torvik or T-Rank or Ken Palm, the Big 12 
in its current selection over the last three or four years is quite obviously top to bottom the best conference in the world. Back to back national champions. Back to back to back national championship appearances. And in the year in the middle, from 19 to 22, in 2020 when the tournament wasn't held, Baylor and Kansas were the two best teams. Two of the best teams. Texas Tech, gap year, Kansas, Baylor, and then Baylor wins and then Kansas wins. And you have a Saturday where you not only have two games tipping off at 5 p.m. of ranked matchups, you also have three of the five on ESPN+. And the other two on ESPNU, I don't think you had a single game, a single game on ESPN. But Wyoming is on CBS. And I know this is still the old TV deal. You have not reset the TV deal. And Brett Yormark is not in charge of the current product like he should be because there's still old deals to get through. But it is a shame, an absolute shame that Baylor, Kansas State, and Iowa State TCU were also on ESPN+. Those two games should have been on ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU. Now, I get it. Texas Tech, Oklahoma, bottom-tier Big 12 teams. Yeah, throw them on Big 12 Plus at 6 p.m., sure. But to have dueling ESPN Plus broadcasts, and in some cases... A triple threat of ESPN Plus broadcast starting at 5, 5, and 6. And to have a repeat of MJ's The Last Dance on ESPN 2. I mean, you're out there airing classics. Instead of putting Big 12 basketball on national television. And we wonder why people don't respect the Big 12. Can nobody in the brand new branding office understand why that's a bad marketing move? Hey, overreaction Monday, Brett Yormark isn't as good as we thought because that's the Big 12 schedule you have nearly every weekend. There should not be a Saturday where Big 12 basketball isn't on every TV in the world. You should have Big 12 basketball on ABC. Every weekend, pick one of the games on Saturday and put the Big 12 on. And if it's not Brett Yormark pushing it, ESPN should be pushing it. Hell, just put Kansas on ABC every weekend and whoever Kansas is playing. Oh, you don't have national brands. They don't. Back-to-back national championships and there's no national brand? The Big 12 has been the reigning national champion 
for like 700 and 800, 900 days. Kansas has a good shot to repeat. Sorry for all the Kevin McCullough haters out there. There are some other really good teams in the Big 12. TCU. Iowa State. Baylor could always get hot. Texas Tech could always get hot. Iowa State was not very good until they got to the tournament. And, oh, you you mean to tell me that the Big 12 is just a meat grinder? And you could be sub-500 and really good in the rest of the country? You're just not a very good Big 12 team? It's almost like that's what I've been saying about this Texas Tech team. Good Big 12 team? Eh. Good team in the national landscape? Yes. Big picture. Big picture. Now, you have to win Big 12 team. You have to win against Big 12 teams to get in the tournament. You can't win four Big 12 games and go to the tournament. But all you have to do to make a Sweet 16 run is what? Get to the tournament. TCU is an eight seed, yeah? They almost knocked off number one Arizona and really should have. Iowa State was a pretty low seed. Where'd they go? All right, it is overreaction Monday. We'll talk some TCU Georgia today and some overreaction in the Big 12 world. It's also uh, Black Monday in the NFL. We'll talk about more head coaches getting fired. We'll talk about Cliff Kingsbury. We'll talk about Cliff Kingsbury's next steps. Uh, how Cliff is an absolute bum and he's only making millions of dollars because... Uh, I don't know, his jawline or whatever people are saying now, all these Texas Tech fans that hate Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, We'll do that when we come back, too. It's the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. Welcome back to Rob Rose Show. Talk 13.9 News Money Sports. A lot going on uh, in the sports world today, in the building today. Of course, uh, several coaches fired even before today. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury's news coming down early. Uh, another thing on this national championship broadcast, and, and I, we were just talking about how there was like 12 different broadcasts, yada, yada, yada. Why is this on Monday night? Why you College football is played on Saturdays all year long. The playoffs are on Saturdays, and now you're playing the national championship game on a Sunday. Why? What? What? point are you trying to make and i get it you're scared of the nfl the nfl comes and bullies their way into a weekend but you're telling me that the college national championship game can't compete with who was on saturday night chiefs raiders lions packers 
Steelers, Browns. Like, these matchups, they can't compete with the national championship game? I mean, that is ridiculous. And I guess I get it that ESPN aired a game on Saturday, and that's a conflict of interest for ESPN, but if you have the 3 o'clock Saturday playoff game, then... Start the national championship game at 7 on a Saturday. And do all of your pregame the same on a Saturday. And then play the game on a Saturday. If the NFL is going all in on ESPN in the next couple of years like they have. And they're going to boost their playoff games. And ESPN is going to be in the mix. Uh, but ESPN also wants to be known as the premier college football destination, then put a good product forward. And Monday night college football is not a great product. It's just not. And people also say they want the Super Bowl on a Sunday. No. The NFL is played on Sundays. It's Super Bowl Sunday. That makes sense. Could they play the game a couple hours earlier? Could they... Make it a national holiday the Monday after. I don't know. Work it out with your boss that you don't want to come in the next day. But it's also just fairly wild that college football is played on one day all year long and then you play it on a day that nobody else plays games. On a Monday. It's not the MAC. This isn't MACTION. This is high-level college football. And you hamstring a lot of people being able to go out and take it in because it's on a Monday night. It hurts the product. I guess in some ways it just doesn't matter because people are going to watch regardless. But in that respect, wouldn't you get better numbers? On a Saturday? I don't know. Back to the text line. Overreaction Monday. 806-855-3712 if you want to text in an overreaction. Uh, An overreaction is that Cliff Kingsbury will go to Kansas City as the offensive coordinator and then take over for Andy Reid in two years and coach Mahomes in Kansas City. That's a a dream scenario, I think, for Cliff Kingsbury. Um, That would be the first time he works with a good uh, front office. That would be the first time he works with a good head coach. Uh, A lot of inexperience in his stops in the collegiate level, in the front office and on his staffs. A lot of inexperience or just poor leadership in the spots previous to Texas Tech. A lot of uh, bad decision-making from Steve Kime and the boys and Bidwell. They probably made a move too early with Wilkes. Went to Cliff too early. Fired too early. Got Kyler Murray too early. Uh, Just a lot of issues there. And if Cliff can go somewhere finally where he doesn't have to make any decisions... 
he might be able to excel. And he excelled in Arizona. I don't care what you say. He excelled in Arizona through three seasons. That's why they gave him the extension. And quite frankly, I don't buy this whole hot boy privilege that people try to claim on Cliff that he fails upwards because he's hot and white. The guy's produced. And has high respect for his work ethic and for his results on the field offensively. Metrics and otherwise. Analytics back up that Cliff is a good offensive mind. And I think a lot of it is fans overrate what Kyler Murray is because he went undefeated in high school. And because he went undefeated as a freshman at A&M and then like only lost in the playoffs at Oklahoma. I think maybe he lost, uh, he never lost a home game or whatever it is in college. Maybe he lost the the neutral site game against Texas in the Red River rivalry shootout showdown. And then he lost to Alabama. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that's how it went. So now that he's just now losing in the NFL... I don't know. It's all Cliff's fault. Burn it down. You still extended Kyler Murray. And the next head coach is going to have to come in and live with that. Uh, maybe you hire Sean Payton because he's used to winning with short quarterbacks. The next GM is going to have to fix the offensive line. The next GM is going to have to sort out this contract extension with Kyler Murray. And believe it or not, they put that Call of Duty clause in the contract. It's in there. Or it was until they took it out. But there was a reason they put that in there. That wasn't an accident. It wasn't a slip-in. I guess they thought nobody would find it, and then it embarrassed Kyler. But Kyler Murray cares about Kyler Murray. So former teammates say. And it's classic, well, I've always put in hard work. No, Kyler, you put in your work, your level of hard work, because you've always been the most gifted on the field. You're not anymore. You have to put in more work. You're like the guy who peaked in high school, except you you never really peaked until you got to the NFL. And now it's all downhill from here because you don't know how to work hard. And I'm, I'm actually happy that overreaction Monday, I'm happy that Cliff Kingsbury got fired and got out of that organization who's never had a coach for longer than six years who's never won the division more than, I don't know, four times, does not have a history of being successful. Uh, People look at the Kurt Warner years and the Bruce Arians years and the Carson Palmer years and act like 
the Arizona Cardinals are some long history great team. They're not. That's a terrible franchise. It's one of the worst. It's the Lions. So I'm glad he's out of there, and I hope he lands somewhere on his feet. And I do think the Texans will interview him as the head coach. He shouldn't go there. I think he should go to a strong program as an offensive coordinator or take a year off. Where do you think Cliff Kingsbury should go? Text in 806-855-3712. We'll take the break. When we come back, more national championship talk and some thoughts on TCU being an underdog by double digits, which doesn't happen often. It's Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. Welcome back into the Rob Rose Show. Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. A Texans fan texting in that he would turn on the Texans franchise if they hired Cliff Kingsbury. I just want to warn you that the opposite theory is a real thing in coaching hires. And to go from old defense to young offense makes sense for the Texans. Who do you have? Davis Mills. Young quarterback. Needs to find his way. Has shown bright spots. Stranger things have happened. Uh, this on college football. I think they want to be a standalone game. And I'm sure advertisers' money has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Yes, I understand why. I said I don't like it. And if you're scared of the NFL, just say it. But they shouldn't be. That's what I'm saying. No no NFL game on Saturday would outdraw the college football championship. And, hey, hey, NFL, you want... To, do you want to benefit college football? It's a it's a team game here. This national championship is full of future NFL players. Hey, don't play a game on Saturday night in the final week of the season. Play 11, play at 3. You don't need a night game on Saturday. That should be college football. I'm not saying I don't understand it. I'm saying I disagree. There's two different things there. You don't need a mansplain it to me. Thank you. This off the text line, why can't people accept that Cliff didn't work in college as head coach because he hated recruiting, but he's a great NFL mind. Both can be true. Man, that hated recruiting thing is such an over... There's a lot more reasons why Cliff didn't work out at Texas Tech. There are. I mean, it wasn't just recruiting. And maybe he didn't hate recruiting. Maybe he just stunk at it. You ever think of that? 
it's it's not as simple as, well, he just didn't like recruiting. That's why he's good in the NFL. No. A lot more to it. And if you just still hate Cliff Kingsbury because he got fired in college and failed upwards, as so many people like to say, okay, would you turn down a job? Do you want him to not accept the job? Would you turn down a job? If you got fired today from CPAs of America... And H&R Block called as for a CEO position. You're turning it down? I I mean, if you want to blame somebody, blame Bidwell. I just don't understand why people hate Cliff for succeeding. And a lot of guys don't make it four years in the NFL. That is a tough business. The last guy at Arizona lasted one year. Cully, Lovey, one year. To have never done it before, to have never coached it down in the NFL... To come in and improve improve the team tenfold in year one from the worst offense to one of the best. And then to improve the record for three straight seasons before finally being bad this year where your best player is out for six weeks, DeAndre Hopkins. You never fix the offensive line. There's injuries all over the place. They trade away the NFL sack leader to, uh, or not even trade away, they just don't re-sign him. You're thin at most places on defense. Like, you have to fire the the offensive line coach in the middle of the year when they really should have just fired the GM. It's, It's dysfunctional everywhere because you and your quarterback are screaming cuss words at each other on the field. He's telling you to chill out and not be mad because you're losing. There's no competitive fire there. Like, I just, I don't look at Arizona and say, ah, Cliff's fault. Different head coach, they'd be good. The Arizona system is a dumpster fire. Why did Leach never get called for an NFL job? Off the text line. Uh, For one, I don't know that he wanted it. Uh, For two, until recently, that offense just doesn't play in the NFL. I mean, they also never wanted Cliff uh, Kingsbury-type quarterbacks in the NFL from the Leach system. They were system quarterbacks. Graham Harrell never got a shot. If you go back to the draft process with Patrick Mahomes even, nobody wanted Patrick Mahomes until they kind of looked at him and said, oh, wait, this guy has a cannon. Maybe we should look at him. Maybe we should look into him. And then by the time the draft rolls around, he's a top 10 pick. 
I, it just, I, I don't know that Leach ever wanted to go to the NFL, but he also never got a call up to like what people would call major college football. I mean, he was in the SEC West, but he was at Mississippi State. He was at Washington State. He was at Texas Tech. He was at Texas Tech in a time where they were not a preeminent national team. I think he built them, moved them forward in a lot of ways. Certainly outproduced what Washington State was used to. Yeah, I don't know if Leach uh, wanted to be an NFL head coach. I'm sure some people called. Uh, Mike Leach was famous for saying, uh, if the phone rings, I'm going to answer it. So I'm sure somebody called him. Uh, but the 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 grind is much different from the NFL to college football. It's a different grind. Uh, off-seasons, recruiting, schedules. Maybe he wanted to be in Key West uh, all summer. And recruiting on the phone and being off in the dead period. NFL coaches... I don't know. Uh, what's your take on the Cowboys? How far do they go? We'll talk about that when we come back. One more segment here on the Rob Bro Show. We'll talk about the Cowboys, their playoff draw, and how much I hate Monday night playoff games. It's almost like they're just as bad as Monday night college football championships. We'll do that when we come back. It's the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. News and commentary for you. The O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly. Afternoons at 435 on Talk 1340 and the Talk 1340 app. Welcome back. Rob Rocha, Talk 103.9 News, Money, Sports. Before we get into the Dallas Cowboys, oh my goodness. I'm uh, off the band. I'm off the athletic bandwagon having to sign in every single time you ever click one of their articles. What, what am, am I? Am I stupid? <laughs> Can I not figure that out? Oh man, I was going to talk about one of their articles, but now I'm not. I am moving on. I can't you every time you click on one of the articles, you gotta log in. It's ridiculous. Uh this on the text. Uh, the only memory I have of Harold in the NFL is the Green Bay butt fumble. I don't remember that one. Uh but for a long time the NFL thought that the college gimmick was dumb. And nobody would ever run 90%, uh, 80%, 95% shotgun. Uh, you still needed a pro style. Hey, these guys don't know how to drop back five steps. They don't know how to do a three-step drop. They don't know how to do a seven- to nine-step drop. You can't play quarterback in the NFL. 
Then uh, the NFL adapted because there were so many college athletes that came in running that system that they had to say, oh, wait, maybe all these guys have learned that and we can do it in the NFL now. Maybe just a decade late before his time in that respect for the NFL. And we've talked about that with quarterbacks like B.J. Simmons. Hey, if you were 10 years younger, would you have gotten a better shot in the NFL? I don't think there's a single doubt that he would have. I mean, if B.J. Simmons was just coming off a Bailey Zappi year, because he's the one that did it before Bailey Zappi, he's getting taken in the third round and, and fighting for a job at a training camp. But in 2003, he's going NFL Euro and getting cut in the training camp after after getting out. All right, we'll talk about the Dallas Cowboys a lot more this week. But initial reactions to not only having to play Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay, uh, but also having to play on a Monday. And if you win, getting burnt for an extra day's rest at the beginning of the playoffs... Uh, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I mean, the fact that the NFL Players Association is allowing Monday night playoff games for only one team who moves forward is stupid. If you're going to do it, do a doubleheader with one game from the AFC and one game from the NFC. Or... Just play it on Saturday and Sunday. You have six games. Play three on Saturday. Play three on Sunday. We did it forever. Why do we need to do this? Can Joe Buck not show up on a Monday? After a Sunday calling a game? He did it for a long time, didn't he? Joe Buck called games on Sundays for a long time. Is Joe Buck too drunk on a Saturday night to call an NFL playoff game? They have to do it on a Monday? We had a, a ESPN broadcast this weekend on a Saturday, and it was Steve Levy and Dorkov Orvlovsky, whatever his name is. Darren? Why? Joe and Troy just refusing to work on a Saturday? That doesn't surprise me. Brutal. Brutal that one game has to be on a Monday in the playoffs. Then you have six days rest. Especially if that game then turns into playing the one seed. That's six days rest versus 13. It's bad enough only one team gets a bye week because they stopped at seven instead of going to eight or they extended it to seven in the first place, which was ridiculous. If you want everybody to be in the playoffs, put everybody in the playoffs. Rank it. Have a big tournament. You play the regular season to get seated for the tournament. Everybody gets in. We're all happy. That would be wild. Why stop at 14? Put half the league in. Why stop at half? Put 20 teams in. Give everyone bonuses. 
I don't like Monday night college football games. I don't like Monday night NFL playoff games. If I was ranking which one I hated more, it would be the college football game tonight, though it is happening. In four games before tonight, the college football final has been double-digit favorites. The underdog is 3-1 and one in those appearances. I'll take TCU plus 12.5 and, and not feel great. We'll be watching the game tonight. You can follow along on Twitter at Rob Bro Show at Talk103.9. Uh, you can follow Ryan Hyatt, too. Ryan Hyatt Media. We'll all be tweeting about it. We'll all be talking about it. We'll see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. on the Raiderland. Ben Rob Bro. I'll be Rob Bro. See you then. The views and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340, its advertisers, staff, management, or Town Square Media.